I'm G.B. Merriam. I write about life as a setian in contemporary times with random, long-winded detours into ancient history, classic monster movies, and all kinds of other fun stuff. Won't you join me for today's adventure? If you'd like to read a free electronic print copy of the following recording, please visit desertofset.com. Setium Meditations Red isn't just a color. It's a part of Set himself. Or to put it another way, the Red Lord doesn't just like the color red. He is the very essence of redness. Within the spectrum of visible light, red exists between orange, where red meets yellow, and violet, where red meets blue. Technically, its wavelength is approximately 620 to 740 nanometers on the electromagnetic spectrum. It has historically been associated with aggression, blood, heat, lust, and passion. It's also linked to the planet Mars and the sphere of Gebira on the Kabbalic Tree of Life. Mars, of course, is named after the Roman god of war, who is often conflated with the Greek god Ares. Hence why Mars is so often associated with hostile alien space invaders, as in H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds. Gebura is where the gods pass judgment and destroy things, causing us all to be transformed, whether we want to be or not. It's also the sphere where the gods take whatever steps they need to beat the crap out of evil. Red is further linked to iron, which is likely because there is actually iron in our blood, and late Stone Age people often used ochre, a clay that is given a reddish tint by iron oxide. Even today, tribal people still use ochre to treat animal skins, repel insects, stop bleeding, and protect themselves from the sun. Red also continues to be the preferred color for warnings and danger signs, both in human society and in nature, with the highest threat levels being red alerts. The Egyptians associated Set with red because he is a storm deity. While most thunder gods are linked with fertility and kingship due to the part storms usually play in fertilizing crops, storms almost never occur in the Nile Valley, the crops there are sufficiently irrigated by the Nile itself when it floods each year, so even when storms do happen, they tend to have disastrous consequences. They more often occur in the deserts on either side of the Nile Valley, the sands of which are colored red, making Set the Lord of the Red Lands. Red-haired animals and people were likewise linked with Set as well, and by the time he was completely demonized during the late period, it wasn't uncommon for such animals and people to be killed as a way of execrating him. Redheads continued to be demonized by European Christians who thought such people were especially prone to worshipping the devil and becoming witches. 
This construct came from the Egyptians, who considered Set to be the original red-headed stepchild. In many Typhonian spells from the Greek magical papyri, the directions call for magic words to be written in donkey's blood, which is often described as Typhon's blood. In the LV-426 tradition, we think that harming any of Set's sacred critters will definitely draw his attention to you, but not in a way that any sane or rational person would want. I do, however, think that the more red things you can include in your rituals, the better. I prefer to light red candles for the big guy myself. What does it mean to be religious? The answer to this question is much more nuanced and evasive today than it was hundreds of years ago. When I use this descriptor in relation to myself, it often catches people off guard because I just don't seem like the religious type. I don't attend any kind of church, take any scriptures literally, try to convert people, or seek to legislate other people's lives. I also cuss like a sailor and tend to be hypercritical of organized religion in general, to the point of supporting the strict taxation of all churches. Some people dismiss my religiosity for just these reasons, because their definition of religion is limited to the conservative Christian model. And since my religion does not fit within those specific parameters, people always want to tell me I am spiritual, not religious, at best. Excuse me, but let's make something perfectly clear. I am a Setian, and Set is my god. I do what I do out of profound reverence and devotion to him. The only theological expectations I care to meet are his the standards of other faiths do not apply. Furthermore, Set is not some bullshit authoritarian shepherd god. He has nothing to do with giving commandments, judging humanity for its sins, or bullying anyone with the threat of a miserable afterlife. Set is a cosmic individualist in the truest possible sense of the term. He demands not only freedom for himself, but for every sentient individual to be the unique and different creature they really are. And even in 3200 BCE, this included everyone from foreigners and immigrants to LGBTQ people to nomadic desert peoples to others who just didn't fit in for whatever reason, especially if they were redheads. Set is a god who clearly approves of having drag queens read books to children at public libraries, for instance, while contemporary Christians still quarrel over whether Jehovah even accepts such lovely people as human beings. 
So do not presume to judge my religiosity according to your highly questionable standards. As far as Setians like me are concerned, your own religious priorities are absolutely fucked. As for the spiritual but not religious crowd, I fully support everyone's right to self-identify as they please. I reject this label myself, for it simply doesn't do me justice. Walking with Set is not a hobby or a game. It's a motherfucking quest that takes your entire life and which continues long after you die. I will not belittle myself, my god, or the magic we work together by referring to it as anything else but religious. And those who want to bash all religion in general because it's quote-unquote all the same, well, they can kindly kiss my ass. Have I been saved? Yes, in fact, my God saves me every day. He saves you every day, too, even though you don't believe. The fact that the world is still here when we wake up each morning, that we don't all just blink right out of existence while we're asleep, is a direct result of his operations out there, on the frontier of creation. He's out there right now, fighting for all of us. He doesn't care if you're strong or weak, noble or corrupt, pious or irreligious. Nor does he care that most people vilify him if they acknowledge him at all. Whether he is cursed as a devil or dismissed as a fairy tale, it makes no difference to him. It's neither his job nor his concern to judge the world. Even if no one ever rooted for him at all, my God would still be out there, saving the whole of creation each night. Don't get me wrong, he does notice those mortals who call out to him in praise. Given that there are so few of us, it would be hard for him not to. And though he has his own battles to fight, he shares his strength and his steel with us. When we have tribulations that are too much for us to bear alone, we can ask him for strength and clarity of vision. We can use our words of power to actually become him in human flesh. And nothing, not even the Chaos Serpent itself, can stand against us when we do. When we perform this great work, we are saving our own little parts of the world. With our Holy Father, salvation becomes a team effort. Our victories are his, and his victories are ours. That is why Set, alone of all the gods, has my undying loyalty. That is why the subjective realities of other faiths can just never compare to mine. There are no threats, no guilt trips, and no extortions here. It all comes down to just one thing, baby, making sure there's always tomorrow. 
Set is mighty, and so are we. Look upon us, serpent, and flee. so much for listening. If you enjoyed this sermon and you'd like to read some more, please check out desertofset.com. I hope you have a wonderful day. Set blessed.